What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds. How's everyone doing this week? Oh, awesome. Awesome, guys. Awesome, guys. Welcome back again. Um, just general housekeeping, guys. Welcome, everybody, to the stream. And if you're listening to us on various platforms, welcome as well. Um, just quick tips here. We'll go around the room for all our new listeners out there and just give a quick introduction. Uh, the guy below me here will be our man of a thousand names. Um, looks like he's frozen right now, probably coming back from Batu himself. It's well, our guy, Admiral Tar Ken. Um, <laughs> he's just concentrating. He's just concentrating. Yeah. The force, the force is strong in his house. Um, to my left or right, depending on how you're viewing this, uh, man of uh, man of really no introduction. Award-winning comic book author so far. What? We're going, yeah, we're award-winning comic book author himself. No, that's all jokes, but but really, he does. He has a good comic book that. Um, yeah, hopefully, we'll give him a couple minutes to explain to some of you guys who haven't heard. But uh, the theme of these himself, uh, our guy DP Brown. And to the cat corner left or right of me, um, the guy of of many facades, and right now he is our producer slash the button man we'll have our guy and another og member of the the channel uh sc hitch how you doing hitch what's up what's up only i press the button correct but yeah guys you know like i said it's uh it's good to be back here we just finished up bad batch season one um uh and before we even dive into our 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 thoughts about the ending of the season um some big 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 news has come around you know, over the last week and a half, you've seen, I'm sure on the internet, have heard about it. And if you haven't, we will be the first to let you know. So big news in the Star Wars realm for everybody who is a fan of Star Wars things and theme parks. Disney has finally announced sample, and we're going to just say this, sample pricing for their Galactic Star Cruiser, which is essentially, uh, and I'll read this verbatim so I'm not chopping up Disney's words here. <laughs> So yes, I just you know for anybody Disney, uh, shout out to Disney. If you want to give us a free stay, please do. Um, don't <laughs> don't see it happening based on this, but uh, you are going to live your own Star Wars story. The Galactic Star Cruiser was a revolutionary new two night experience where you and your group, if you can afford a group, will embark on a first of its kind journey of your own. It's the most immersive Star Wars story ever created. Live a bespoke experience, journey, and further into a Star Wars adventure than you've ever dreamed. Um, and, and that's that's their verbatim of what this will be. Essentially, for those who aren't aware of it, it's a kind of a cruise that will be on land that you know is a virtual experience that will assimilate a Star Wars. You know, basically, will be Jeff Bezos. I guess you're going into space. Um, and we're going to live on a fictitious planet that Star Wars, that Disney Star Wars has created um, for two nights. And we'll have various experiences, whether it be going into a lightsaber dojo, um, being kidnapped by either the First Order or the Rebellion, and various other experiences that haven't been laid out yet. But um, before we get into pricing, guys, this, I mean, what were your initial thoughts? Because, you know, as, as I've taken some of this in, you know, it doesn't sit with me that 
I mean, I like Galaxy's Edge, but the more I think about it, why couldn't we just went to a planet like Hoth or Tatooine? Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I The more I think about Galaxy's Edge, I just think that it could have been a planet we knew. And I think that really would have grabbed the fan base a lot more. It, it's just really leaving me with a sour taste. Everything is. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, all, it's it's this is this feels like the first piece of some insane, you know, 21st century theme park experience that we can't even conceive of right now. It, this just feels like the monorail part of what Disney's going to build. And I and I would not shock me if they were in the works to build a Hoth or to build a, you know, maybe not a Hoth, maybe Endor would be more likely right. or something like that just just for logistics, but Something like that, and it wouldn't shock me if this was just the piece that connects all of that together. But man, that must be like it must be ungodly expensive to run those things. Let alone, you know, yeah. I mean, my goodness gracious, for Disney, a company that's literally you know sitting on a nugget of gold the size of Manhattan. That's what happened. Uh, Walt Disney walked out the backyard of his house in Missouri, dug huge gold nugget. That's actually what this has all been about. And listen, Disney's going to have to expand into these other properties because guess what's happening at some point in the near future? The mouse is going to be public property soon enough. So I think this is a, the beginning piece of a huge investment that's even a, a order of magnitude beyond what we're even thinking about right now. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, you know, you got to remember who's doing this, Disney. And I've, now I've never been, never been to Disney. I uh, know a lot of people that have and... I've always been in the uh, the mindset that what a ridiculous amount of money and expenditure of energy for an amusement park. But if you look into what they do, I mean, it's not just an amusement park. They they take a child and every fantasy that that child ever had, from a book to a movie, they make it real. Like it's real. Like these these actors, these um, what do they call them? Um, Hosts. Hosts, yeah, like Westworld, they are immersed in this world. So, whatever Disney's going to do, it's going to be one hundred percent accurate and immersive and fun. And if you spend ten thousand dollars, if you spend sixty five hundred dollars, if you spend twenty five thousand dollars, you're going to get every dollar of that back in an experience. And for them to say Star Wars is pretty cool, we're you know we now own this, and we're gonna we're gonna add this to our theme park, um, you know, venue as a big piece. I think uh, you know I, that's great. I mean, I think it's gonna be a a great experience. I'll probably never afford it, probably never be able to go. But I know that the rich Star Wars nerds out there that have unlimited funds will just just say this is just great and will enjoy it. Well, and that's the big talking point. I mean, I don't know if you read, Ken, but there are a lot of people like kind of almost boycotting this. I mean, there are some big Star Wars YouTubers, a lot of people who can write this off financially who are saying they're boycotting this just due to pricing. I mean, it's when we think about Star Wars, and as you said this multiple times, Star Wars is based on family. So I get it. I mean, the Disney price, I wouldn't say it's absurd because I see the price of like our local park, which would be Kennywood in the Northeast, uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh area. I mean, absurd. With, without it, w- yeah, without a discount, I think their tickets are like eighty dollars. You know, without like a a discounted ticket, so for eighty bucks to to go into a Disney park, which right now I believe Magic Kingdom is one hundred ninety two for the day, it's not a you know that much more when you see of what you're getting, but. 
I mean, so when we break down this pricing, um, they have sample pricing. Obviously, as I said, it's two nights. So to give you an example, a family of four, the guest per night is going to be $749. So the whole voyage pre-tax is $59.99. So six grand for four people for two nights. Um, that's pre-tax. So you're looking to be around, and then amusement park fees in Florida, I'm guessing you're going to be around $6,700 when it's all said and done. That's not palpable for a family of four. And these are, like I said, people trying to live out their Star Wars dream for two nights. Mm -hmm. I don't even think the Disney wish is that much for two, for a four-day voyage to um, their Hawaiian island. So, you know, it's... It's a little much. Um, and then in the language here, they have. So your package, uh, the Disney includes um, Hollywood Studios, uh, one, uh, the day of and day two experience. Mm -hmm. um, stay. Cabinet, yeah. meals, excluding so alcohol. Yeah, so, yeah, well, you're going to get your, it looks like two breakfast meals, two lunch meals, two dinner meals per guest. Uh, gratuity included. Thanks, Disney. Um, one quick service meal, one uh, that consists of one entree, one alcoholic, one non-alcoholic beverage. If you are over 21, one alcoholic beverage will be allowed. And for guests ages three to nine, one free uh, children's combo offering will be used on theme park day, which I believe is day two. Um, and then entertainment experiences and basically things on board the Star Cruiser. Um, they don't have any pricing as far as like if you order things in their little uh, bar or things like that. So it's cut and dry. And, you know, the big asterisk, I guess, is this is as a list sample rates. Um, they do have official departure dates. It looks like the first official departure publicly will be August 20th of 2022. But uh, yeah, I mean, as of now, that's the launch day of the, of the whole, the whole experience. So um, like I said, it, the idea, the concept is cool. From what I've seen online, um, this place looks exceptional. It's, you know, it literally, you're in a new world, which I'll give Disney that. All their theme parks would be here. I've been to the one in Japan. Um, the theming is phenomenal. The parks are great. Um, I just think for the for the price you're paying for this, I expected more, a lot more. When um, Robert Ford first created this whole concept of Disney, I mean, oh, we're not talking about Westworld. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, um, I need hey, to be the man in black on this. I guess. Yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking out hosts left and right. Um, <laughs> the the Disney has is as as Kim was you know saying and everything. They do everything to perfection. So I mean, even to the point where you got you know the the janitor you know janitors brushing you know using toothbrushes to make sure everything looks spick and span on like the the, the floor grounds and everything. So everything looks precise and looks neat. So you're getting what you're paying for basically. I can't imagine that Disney would you know have these rates if they weren't going to give you that great of an experience. I mean, you don't put this stuff out there and not give that Disney effect. Disney does everything to the 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 t and mm -hmm. whether you think it's worth the money or not and maybe we can't afford it you know the family for is just like the the price just seemed like just outrageous out there um somebody's going to pay for it and somebody and, and i imagine disney is going is going to do their best to try to give them that you know that experience that they want now granted this is this is um a first for them 
you know, as far as this type of experience. So who's to say that, you know, maybe a few, you know, two or three years down the line, they, they can't perfect this to make it that much more um, better for the guests to experience, um, to, to make sure they get they, they, that they ma- get the maximum out of their money and everything. Yeah, yeah they got to start with the maximum revenue, right? So they invest this, they build this, they got to get that back. So they're going to get that back with the first 50,000 tickets, right? They're going to get that back. And then maybe they can take it down a little bit. You know, they can say, okay, so now it's not 4,900 for four, it's 3,500. Then maybe it's 2,800. And then they'll do special rates. So you wait a couple of years. Yeah. If you want to be first in, if you want to be exclusive, if you want to be first in here, you're going to pay the $4,900 and you're going to write the check. I'll be selling my best car. I got. I have my ticket here. There you go. You're gonna sell your best, best car. car, right? So there you go. You you no. you already understand. You you got it. And there's, yeah. it's limited edition. It's it's right. first run. It's the first. You're the first ticket through the door. There's something to that. And those yeah. YouTubers that are saying, okay, you know that um, they're talking about the price. If they do go. And while it would imagine so that they could go so that they can come back on their YouTube pages. I mean, they can write it off. They can literally write the, tr- if the, the people with their revenue. It's a free trip. I mean, my point is like they're going to come back and talk about something. You'd be the first one like, you know, Kim was talking about. You're, you want to, to have this experience to talk about, you know. Right. So right. Um, you're, you're the first to, to you're, you're, you're in an exclusive window. You're the first to talk about it. You want to tell it to all your friends, good or bad. You just want to tell them about this experience that you know that you had so they can afford to do that you know um i'm i'll 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 wait a couple years you know wait till the price comes down is like you know as ken said um until it's affordable enough for me and my family to actually you know experience this thing once i see the reviews come back and say okay this is worth the money this is worth you know worth the whole experience i can give you guys a sneak peek um that's um on this channel, I will be able to give us exclusive content for the Galactic Store future. And that, that's a true statement. I, I have some friends down there, so I've been in contact with somebody in marketing. I, I don't know if we'll be in there for the press release when it opens early for press and uh, you know members of you know the exclusive team to get to go in early. But on this channel, we will have content of uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser. I'll be giving a full review. Um, it won't be a party of four. It's just me and my wife go, and my kids are a little older now, and they don't want to. My oldest doesn't want to come out of his pocket for the trip, so um, yeah, we'll be going. So we'll do a guest, uh, two guests. Um, not sure where they'll put us as far as cabin or where, but uh, on the channel we will have an exclusive review of the Galactic Star Cruiser. So some bonus content for everybody out there who likes Encyclopedia. So wait. Awesome. You know, and, and we'll see. I mean, I, you know, with stuff like this, I don't know what you'll be allowed to record, if we'll have Wi-Fi in there, you know, if we'll be able to stream. So there'll be rules, I'm sure, laid out what they want people to see, what they don't want people to see. But uh, stay tuned as we will have some exclusive content for everybody on the channel. Whatever you do in the privacy of your room is in the privacy of your room and stuff. So. Yeah, you just, right. you just, oh, the emperor Turn it off after that. We don't, <laughs> right. we don't, we don't care. Right. They 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 want they want you to talk about it and right. so you know um, so yeah I'm I'm all for it so can't wait definitely man that's exciting that's gonna be I'm when you, I mean I remember when I, I went to Disney in like 1996 and I was just like one year too old probably <clears throat> but I'm the oldest in my family so what are you gonna do it happens like that 
And there was stuff there that blew my mind then. And it's been, I, I mean, who, who knows what we're going to see in these things. Real lightsabers that light up and actually can cut stuff in half. And Man. <laughs> well, they didn't really say where you're going to go. They said it's a cruise. I mean, for all we know, by the time this thing rolls out, maybe uh, Elon Musk has gotten them some sort of a deal. And this actually, this, this, maybe this, this goddamn thing is going into space, right? Now, does that change things for you? Like for $4,900, would you take your family into sub, at, sub atmosphere, like, like just above the cloud layer, zero gravity, one orbit around the earth and back down. <laughs> I mean, that I'm signing the check today. I don't have the money, but I'm going to sign the check. I'm going to post date it for October 2022, whatever, whatever date. I vote yes. I want the experience. Yeah, yeah I, I would. Yeah. I'd do it. For sure. I'd do it. You know, I'm like Disney. I just upped it. So we're not, <laughs> we're not in the ocean. We're in space for two days. Make it happen. Make it so. Don't put that beyond them, man. But uh, like I said, it's a fun topic. And and uh, if you guys are looking, all this stuff is on the Disney World Today. website. So Today. it's <laughs> it's a public. It's it's public. Two days. Uh, so I'd, I'd love to go to, to space for two days, especially when it comes to Star Wars. So got to love it. But, uh, you know, diving into the, to the main meat of our stream here guys we just finished up uh the bad bad season one so um yeah you know we'll have different opinions on this you know i'll go last yeah. because i'm sure i'll be the opposite but uh oh, yeah you, know, you will be you will you be. know <laughs> apparently apparently yeah i will be but uh episode 16 guys let's uh right, we'll start we'll start with hitch you know what was your what was your thought on the part two of the finale oh man okay so <laughs> stretch what did I want this? What did I want to see? You know, I talk about the, some uh, discrete things when we talk about these things. I wanted to see variety. I wanted to see a different sort of type of show every week. I wanted to see something different. Um, I, I wanted the Ray Squadron. I wanted Special Forces. I wanted to be surprised. And this week, the show surprised me. What did I get? The Poseidon Adventure. Wow. Not so bad. Right? I mean, we get the Poseidon Adventure. We had, like, uh, Clear and Present Danger this week. We had the... Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had the, the Hurt Locker Journey to the earlier. Center of the Earth, right? Journey to the Center of the Earth. Journey yeah. to the Center of the Earth. We've done all that stuff. And so for me, this really this landed because it's a disaster and it's the Empire's fault, right? And they played all the way out. This this cloning facility is disintegrating around our our bad batch. And they have to survive in an environment that, you know, it's like the submarine from Das Boot, pretty much. You know what I mean? Everything's yeah. trying to kill them. Yeah, uh, yeah, Das Boot. Yeah. So so great. <laughs> You know what? They sort of reset everything kind of at the end of this. That is probably going to be my number one. I don't. I don't want to maybe cover everything, but I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about the status quo. As far as like wrapping everything up for the first season, I thought this sort of set the stakes forward for us moving forward, and told us, you know, who's going to do what. And my question moving forward is going to be, you know, what's Omega going to end up doing in this group? Um, you know, she's the oldest, she's the smartest. Mm -hmm. What's her job? Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, T totally. So, so here's the thing great episode, nice way to tie up the, the this, this particular season. It's a great starting point for the next for what's what's to come. 
I, I felt like they did a really good job of building the characters, creating the divisions in the team. I mean, so now we have this huge conflict now between, uh, uh, what's his name? Bullseye. Uh, Crosshair. Crosshair. And what a shot, right? That What a shot that was. That was like one in a billion shot, right? You know, 200 meters down in the water where you couldn't see, and he nailed it. I mean, that was great. So you have this this rift between him and his brothers. Omega is on both sides. She has both of their trusts. She has his trust, she has Crosshair's trust, and she has Hunter's trust and Wrecker. So, I mean, there's a lot going on here. I think I think they ended it just poetically. It was just really well done. It's a great adventure from beginning to end. It held together. It was good continuity. It tied up a lot of stuff that we taught that we saw in the season before, and all these different relationships that we're building. Omega is the boss, obviously. Like you said, she's older. They don't realize that until the end, but she's actually more mature and older than them. And at that point, I think she becomes more of a leader, uh, more of a uh, you know she's basically going to be they're going to look to her first when a big decision needs to be made um but i i, I love it i watched it a couple times actually i watched it again today it was great i can't believe that um that they did two episodes <laughs> of them trying to escape from camino and everything you know or an episode and a half i should say um and this episode, it, it was, it was very, it was. I would say this was the episode that made me actually like Omega, you know. And I, I wasn't really loving her like throughout this series and everything, um, because she just seemed to to have that Mary Sueishness, if that's the thing, yeah. uh, to where she could do nothing wrong. You know, she was doing everything right, but just uh, you get her. You know, you get her in this episode. You get her, her sense of. Uh, right and wrong. It sort of it reminds me how Ahsoka was in the beginning of Clone Wars, and how you just grew to love her. You know, um, as the series went on, this the season as short as it as it was. You know, from the introduction of Omega up until the very end. There, I mean, it it, it provided a really great arc for her character. She has this sense of right and wrong, especially when she went back for AZ one. It was the AZI, AZ AZ. A, a, a to Z, yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, that the the, the the and and I was feeling for the for the little android. I'm like, oh wow, he's about to to be done, you know. Um, you know, battery is about to 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 to, to leave him and everything, or flow out and everything. And then um um you know, um Omega just came back to you know to save him. She wasn't going to leave the robot. She wasn't going to leave the droid. I mean, the droid's not human, but she she feels anything that has like some sort of like spirit or whatever uh, uh, a purpose anything yeah. that has a purpose yeah, pur yeah. Anything, anything that has purpose she's down for it. she's down for crosshair no matter how many times <laughs> you know he um he he um he um he goes against the team and everything he she realizes how much her brother her brothers yeah mm -hmm. she realizes how much the batch loves crosshair and she wants to animate that to crosshair. Uh oh! <laughs> if you 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna see a light. We're gonna see a lightsaber light up here in the background. It's wow! It's Vader. it's Vader! It's Vader! He found us. Look behind you, Sam. Quick, look behind you. That is funny. Can y'all still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. okay. All right. I'm gonna. Um. I got a. I got. Oh man, this is oh, crazy. My. Live TV, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a takeover. The, the first order has arrived at Sam's. Right. Yeah. DP is getting the first order at his house. Oh, so, he's gone. Uh, while, while we get while we get him back together, um, I'll jump in and give my view because you know I'll, I'll be the devil's advocate, and I was let down um, a little bit based on the ending. I, I just expected more. I mean, I get maybe they kind of laid this out when they did the early um, release of season two, so maybe not knowing that, my opinion would have been different. But when they sprinkled that in. If you weren't, if you wouldn't tell me that Bad Batch had a season two, I'd be severely let down. I mean, it was a setup to a second season, but you know, it's just, it's like Disney doesn't care for Star Wars spoilers as much as they do maybe Marvel. They won't want to leak things out for Marvel, but they will for Disney or for Star Wars. This is the second time. I mean, you know, look at the Mandalorian. We were, you know, what talking about the Mandalorian. There were before the last three episodes, they announced a new season, which we kind of already hinted to, but. You know, like these leaks, it's just like, I don't know if they're doing this to, to, to like, and it's weird because you don't have to like bring us on board. You know, it's the Star Wars fandom is completely different, I think, than the Marvel community. Um, you don't have to like leak things to us for us to understand your vision. Just keep releasing the episodes because I think that that was part of the suspense of the Mandalorian of not knowing what was next. You know, um, they weren't putting anything out. And for that to come out literally like a week before, little soured my taste because like i said i mean i would think that that second part they would be off the planet um i was hoping we had a snippet of vader or something or just a little more it, it was a good episode i i like what you know ken said about tying up you know a mega story um really developing her as really the eldest and you know basically it's She's the older sister to, to all the clones. You know, she was mm -hmm. the first one. She was the, you know, the originator of, of well, the, the only the only female, right? Correct. Yes. The only the female, only which female. was unique. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, she's really the eldest. And, and you've seen how in previous episodes, how the Minoans really took to her. You know, it was, you know, she was a daughter to them. I mean, that was they, they've been trying to get her back. And the fact that she came home and. She knows passages. She knows the city. I mean, it it was one of those things of the Bad Batch. It was kind of like they had a like a reset of their brain and the fact that she knew everything. And they were like, well, how do you know this? It was it's kind of like they were wiped and, you know, she wasn't wiped. So, you know, to bring her story full circle and to see how she, you know, explained herself and how she is like, you know, like you're like an older brother, older sister would be. She's on both sides. You know, she's going to listen to Crosshair. She's going to listen to Hunter. But ultimately, you know, she has to be that neutral she has to understand both sides just like you know and we talk about the story of family that's what family does there's always mm -hmm. one that whether you're good or bad you still have to listen to all and take it all in and then you let people make their decision for themselves so I, I really like that part but as far as you know as a finale based on the mandalorian based on even looking at you know where there's we talk about a solo two coming out things like that i i was just very very disappointed on how this ended because it was you know these cliffhangers we've been seeing i i expected more so it almost seems like they wanted to make its own like a self-contained thing and what yeah. they wanted to do here was let's tell the story of why there's ck troopers 
and they're why they're different than clones. Mm -hmm. And let's confirm that they're not clones. So it seemed almost like those were the boxes they were checking here, more so than anything about integrating the Bad Batch back into the Star Wars community more or the the into the timeline. And we talk about you know the um the sewing together of the different timelines, what what the Clone Wars does and what the Mandalorian does, right? It takes stuff that's in the cartoon and that's in the live action and sort of ties it all together. Well, this Bad Batch was pretty pretty straightforward and pretty self-contained. There really wasn't anything from other other parts of Star Wars. The speeches around Order 66, the speeches around the uh, announcement of the Empire were there, but that's about it. I mean, we see Palpatine, but he's not there. We see Tarkin, but you know, obviously... Not a big player yet. Right, right not, really, not, a, not really involved. Mostly its own characters, mostly its own thing. Answers one question. And so I understand it to that effect. We leave the real meat of the story of, of team 99 for later. And it's almost as if they decide, you know, they say, Oh, well the empire scouts will be back and crosshair is just like, ah, okay, I'm just going to go back because this is the, what I want to do is just, you know, brutalize native populations. That's what they're going to mm -hmm. do. Right. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. He's going to be in the empire. Right. He's going to be embedded and, but there's still going to be this piece of him that's connected to the rest the other four right so how's that going to work like are there going to be conflicts there like they're the empire is going to be trying to siege on some planet some poor little planet you know little defenseless reptilian creatures and uh crosshairs in charge of it and here comes the bad batch to save the day is he gonna like is he gonna like ease up and mm -hmm. let them win right you know, let them like win in some way, like maybe not send the entire Imperial garrison down, maybe just send the goof troop and and <laughs> let his troop and let his brothers like kind of and you know you know kick the empire out, save the rept reptilian creatures for the day, you know. Something like that. I mean it kind of is like the beginning of you know your your Captain Phasmas. You really are that you're one true, you know, uh, you know, general trooper in a sense. I mean, this was the beginning of the start, you know, of the what we know to be stormtroopers. So maybe he was their their special forces. He was really their, you know, their hammer, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it's interesting. Will they put a chip in his head? I mean, how will they control it? Because essentially, he I he has no chip. Um, he could go either way. Yeah, I don't know if he can be. We don't know if they can be swayed by the force yet. You know, there were some beings that wouldn't be. So we don't know based on, you know, the the bad batch if they can be influenced by the force. Um, well, we know the interesting. To we know the TK troopers can, right? Because mm -hmm. that's yeah. like in episode four. So we know that yeah. that is like legit. Yeah. So you know, I mean, what would imagine maybe the clone troopers are, but the clone troopers are also a higher quality than the TK troopers. Correct. Which is. Yeah. Another question answered, right? Why can't the TK troopers hit anything? Well, the emperor doesn't really want a military that's that competent. He wants a right. military that's like big and like, you know, it's like, like I, I'm not saying anything about Shaq's quote skills, right? But Shaq was going to get his points and there was nothing you were going to be able to do about it because he's Shaq, right? That's what, that's what the emperor wants. You need a Shaq military, big, can lean on people, but it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be able to hit every single free throw. It doesn't have to be able to do the threes. It can just do what it has to do down in the paint. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. But, but it makes sense. a lot of sense. Yeah, it needs to do. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense from the, from the domestic politics of the galaxy, because why would the emperor want anybody else to have a knife? 
Um, right. I've been thinking a lot about this this Chinese parable, where the emperor like wants this gunmaker to make him a big cannon, right? And so the gunmaker comes and brings this huge cannon, and the emperor is impressed, and he says, "Can anybody else other than you have done this?" And the gunmaker says, "No," and the emperor has him killed. It's kind of like the uh, that parallel <laughs> to uh, when they created Stormbreaker, you know, in the uh, you know the Marvel, you know, yep. bringing it over to Marvel, yeah, when. They created Stormbreaker, and the Forger, I believe, was his name. Um, created Mjolnir, and mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that was basically his last thing. Was once you create the final weapon, you're gone. So, mm -hmm. yeah, very, very good parallel to, to the story and what they're telling. So, and I guess that was kind of how they tied in the end of Camino, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they had this this testing facility that was the start of everything. They found out it worked before the either rebellion or what we thought of the end of the um, Republic would be able to get back to there to be able to maybe create their own clone army. They said, you know what? We have our knowledge. We have everything we need. Let's get it in the air in space and let's get rid of this. So, and, But it's and, not and, just and, that. Same thing in, in Rogue One. Yes, it's the correct. Same thing to Galen, right? Mm -hmm. yep. 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 That star. Okay. Well, oh, here's this whole thing, this whole assassination plan. It's all secret. And broke his, you know, broke his neck too. You know, got him out of there. It's an empire thing. <laughs> just break your neck uh, yeah i'd have done it willingly ah whatever we're still gonna we're still gonna strong arm you a little bit just to let you know we right. can listen mm -hmm. this is all mostly procedural torture uh, just to relax it'll be over it, pretty soon it's a process it's a due process <laughs> you, create, do it you 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 ah. create this for us and we're gonna break your neck okay all right get that hot plate zapper thing the bud zapper thing you ready ah <laughs> uh, the, the umpire doesn't play around you know they're this serious yeah. This is all interesting. You know, the reason um, this all ties back into episode two really well. And it, it, would, it would make sense for a lot of this stuff to feed off of what happens in Attack of the Clones. Um, you know, these long, these loving shots of the clone production facility echo shots from episode two. And where does Obi where can Obi-Wan get? He can get to Kamino. They can find this place. And what is in this place? All the evidence of these inhibitor ships, all the evidence that shows that the Jedi were murdered by Palpatine. So this is not simply you know, what makes sense prima facie, right? What makes sense right. just the first time you think about it from where Palpatine is sitting and Palpatine and, you know, realpolitik planning correctly and make, being the master, master strategist. It also makes sense in the standpoint of the plot making sense. The Camino had to go. It had to be totally wrecked and destroyed because otherwise you could find it. And if you can find it, you might find out what happened. And if you find out that what was presented to you is fake, then the Jedi could come back and that would be bad. bad. Right. Yeah. So no, yeah, definitely him covering his tracks. I mean, it's 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 a once again a master show by by none other than Palpatine. Whether this be something that um you know Tarkin came up with, you know, there's you know, and how about you know here's something that should make you happy, uh, Team Mitch. When's Rampart going to get wiped out? Right. Because <laughs> he can't stay around. A yeah. Rampart is in some trouble. Tarkin, Tarkin needs to, to yeah. get rid of that guy. I mean, let, me, let me tell you something. If you ever have a bad piece of information, you know, a, a, a bitter pill, right, to have somebody swallow, it's always better to make somebody else be responsible for that pill yep. 100% of the time. It is not, and we're learning that today in real time, uh, coming to you from August of 2021. Look it up if it's a long time from now. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's – Sometimes pills can be bitter. It is what it is. But Rampart is the sacrificial lamb. Because why would the Emperor want to be like, I'm the one who's making you get ID badges and you can't fly anywhere. Rah! Like, why would he want to do that? He doesn't have to. 
So he has this sacrificial lamb that he can trot out there and be like, oh, it was all rampart. Yeah. A terrible rampart. All him. Look at him standing there on the bridge in that star destroyer. It's also his fault that I'm deformed. He also said girls wouldn't like me. <laughs> and he was wrong. I went four years of college and didn't my, one. My hair looks great and my car is awesome. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's funny because it's like another tie into like what Hux's character is when you see the final people. Really. So it's like a, you know, it's, it's a nice play on that. that you know, it's, they call these par- people useful idiots. <laughs> right. They're people that you can, you can just, they'll do what you want them to do and you can just get rid of them later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tarkin, we know, Tarkin, we know has longevity, right? Tarkin, we know is going to, his 20 year career is going to move forward. And this uh, secret science division is a big deal. We see it like you guys are saying in Rogue One um, mm-hmm. a lot. And so th- it's, this, it's interesting how, even though this is a self-contained story, the big the big picture is this is tying everything back together to the movies so we're getting that that depth that we usually get here but it's not being delivered to us in the form of a cameo sort of link like vader doesn't show up to run this right Right. and maybe it could maybe it's because it isn't as bloodthirsty as it could have been because the emperor wants to keep the cloners you know um maybe but it leaves some meat on the table And, and that's what i like you know there's a danger in consuming all the meals right away right i'll tell you i have an infant daughter and there is an absolute danger to her taking that whole bottle down fast because you know to you too because you're gonna get barfed on well you know i i was a 90s kid so i know how a super soaker works <laughs> so you know the kind of me. Of how all that is pressure liquid trigger uh, yeah. We were over at my my poor father. We were over at my dad's yesterday, and uh, and uh, she she got me and it ricocheted and went like six feet that way, like off of my shoulder. So it had it had some velocity on it. Uh, anyway, and that, uh, and that stuff's worse than paint. I mean, like that's worse than enamel paint. Like nothing gets that off. It's just like oh no. And what's up with stealth mode on that stuff? Right? You can't oh. even. You don't know. Like you got to check every single time if it's wet or not. All right, that's enough. That's enough dad stuff. No, barf this is a Star Wars podcast. We don't want to talk about barf. The jokes we make are about stepping in poop. Not barfing. This isn't a barf universe. It's a and poop universe. Blue milk. It's blue, right? Blue yeah, milk. it's blue. blue milk. I mean, we, we keep forgetting that Luke Skywalker once again had, you know, drank, <laughs> drank milk from a, well, I don't even from, know what it was. Space from a nutter. From yeah, a from nutter. nutter. Literally from a nipple. So, you know, yeah. it ties into what an infant and, you know, there's well, an Indian to this. already educated. He was old. He was already yeah. a, he was a Jedi Knight, he, he, a master, and he retired, and he was still drinking from a nutter. Yeah. I'll still, if we get back into those, I'll never want to let that down. I'm about to get that, that picture on a t shirt. I'm literally going to get you, that picture. You'll never t-shirt. see that on a t shirt. Ever. Oh, Disney won't release that. I'll have to make, we'll have to get, I'll have to get hits to give me a. A steel or something to that. I'll have to make a shirt, an unofficial shirt of that because it's just one of those. It's still one of those cringe things to me. I'm not gonna get it done. But it's, I mean, like we're saying, you know, the tie into the movies. It's I mean, they're they're weaving that you know, or crocheting a blanket, so to speak, the, of the Floniverse. I mean, they're definitely there's patches that you know that Disney couldn't do originally in their thoughts. He's definitely doing a great job of going over, knitting this blanket, weaving this all together, and making it make sense. Because, you know, as we discussed time and time, even with the original prequels we just tied in, there were so many holes that I feel like what they're doing is they're making it make sense. So you're saying, you know, over this 
you know, period of, you know, the Anakin Skywalker and his, you know, descent to the dark side, you know, it seems like the episode two was literally, you know, we talk about it, we need to do a two-parter. This could have been a whole trilogy itself, you know, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Clone Wars could have been literally a trilogy of movies and they could have released this content that didn't have to be just about Jedi. I mean, we could have went into the droids and, and all this. So I really think that they're doing a great job. Because that period, as we discussed, I mean, if we do part two, could have been a three part. This could have been a six. This could have been, you know, a six movie set based on the content we're getting. So I think that these little short stories with the Bad Batch um, at this point, we'll be seeing Han Solo soon and things like that. You know, the uh, even we taught we've seen, you know, Maul and his, you know, ascent from the basically his exile from the Sith. Mm-hmm. order you know th- there's so much content that they can write that happened in this period that I, they're just doing this, such a great job and i i can't tip my hat off to them enough for what they're doing as far as a story because there were there are a million holes you know when i watched this back then to i can see it now on these stories and I'm like, oh and that makes sense i understand that now and and to get these legacy characters like tarkin and, and, and everybody you know soon to see you know hopefully thrawn at some point whether it be um, you know, the future series, things like that. It, it's, yeah, I'm just amazed at these stories. I really am. The writing is, is exceptional. And and talk about how all of this folds into this stuff. So, so Disney has, you know, been producing this Disney plus stuff. They did the Mandalorian then and uh, Omega would be Boba Fett's 40 year old twin sister, mm-hmm. by the way, in, in, in that timeline, if they decide that she's going to show up there. So that's all tied together, right? They did mm-hmm. the clone wars. And obviously this is tied because is from the Clone Wars. So it's tied in there. They're doing this Obi-Wan series. So Obi-Wan's going to go on adventures. And you know who's going to be a good guy, a good team for a Jedi to have in their back pocket when they need to go on adventures? These guys. So there's ripe opportunities for some form of the remains of this to show up. And the clones will age fast. you know. But it's Star Wars. They can always just change that if they just want to. They can just be like, ah, they had a medical procedure and they're fine now. So they'll be sure. around forever. You know, I mean, what, what were we going to say? The back the tank. Yeah. yeah, it's a back the tank. Well, we got some questions about that. Well, shut up. It's a back the tank. We don't care. Yeah, we are. No, we we're, just, we're just printing money over here. We're not, we don't care about that. <clears throat> but anyway. I'm excited, but I'm excited that there is that continuity, right? Even though it is contained. We have big questions, but there, there are big questions to answer, but we get a lot of answers to here. Why didn't somebody just use the clones? Like, why didn't the clones just rebel against the emperor, right? Uh, all, all, all that stuff's answered. We get it now. The mm-hmm. clones popped up. They were useful only on the fronts where they fought. They never really showed up anywhere else. And then they were replaced by a team of people that were almost identically attired that you would never be able to tell the difference unless you'd seen the clones. And again, seen them fighting. Right, seen yeah. them fighting. You'd have to be able to, to tell the difference between AAA baseball and Major League Baseball on site. That's <laughs> that's probably not easy to do if you've never seen a baseball game before, right? It's a good it's it's a good analogy though. I mean, I got a lot of those tonight. I'm in a good mood. Hopefully, uh, you know, our boy DP is not captured by the first well, he, order. Yeah, I think I think they got him. Uh, they got him on a. On I'm, a I, I'm definitely gonna have to take this up. You, you know, take galactic think, star cruiser to go get him. Yeah, you know a thousand dollar trek to go pick up DP. They Shields took a check, they cashed it early, and they were like, "Okay, yeah. let's go get him." 
I already swiped my card, it looks like. So it looks like I'm on my way to he's, whatever planet he's on. Maybe he's, he's on the Camino. He's somewhere in the engine room just going like, with the hydra spinner, like, and just like smacking stuff. Maybe he'll Maybe. be, uh, he'll show up and have a, he'll have a, like a lab coat on. He'll be Tonwin, <laughs> like, you know, nerd, real nerdy glasses. Oh, he does have nerdy glasses, doesn't he? He's got these nerdy glasses on and like a clipboard, but it's, it's an iPad, right? It's digital clipboard and he'll be taking notes. Maybe he'll create the TK. He's going to so, say, yeah, I've been sucked into the cartoon, you know. A career choice. Maybe so, uh, he's gonna clone Jar Jar for Hitch. <laughs> you know that that would be funny if if like we saw the 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 TK stormtrooper take his helmet off and it's a gun Gundam, right? It's Jar Jar. They're all Jar Jars. That's why they can't shoot. <laughs> They're just uh, that incompetent, stupid. Right. Jar Jar is a useful idiot, by the way. He's the one that proposes Palpatine receive the emergency powers. Right. This he is- created all this. Lots of examples of useful idiots in the Star Wars, uh, Star Wars galaxy. I do you think that the Bad Batch should change their look at all? I mean, if they're being searched for across, like, should they maybe put on a different pair of pants? Should they keep going with the same attire? I mean, they should probably switch that up. I think, think we'll they, see a time jump here. There's a lot of like possibilities. I'll bet, you, I'll bet yeah. they lose the armor. I'll bet yes, they I lose the say, armor. Yeah. yeah, I bet they go into more like. Um, slave trader sort of robes and uh, right that's what i was know. thinking i don't I'm mean like, i mean it's like slave like they just be like more like uh commoners correct yeah yeah something like you know maybe like you know tattered clothes things like that kind of detract because at this point you know they're on they're the ma- run yeah they're on the run now you right know? so they have to go unless they're that cool to keep it on but like i, I would like to see them you know go in go basically yeah just imagine they flip up you know, they do that thing where they flip the hood up and it's like, uh, and it's exactly, you know, Tamara Morrison, but like 80 years old, right? And you're like, oh man, like you'd fl- I would flip out if they did that. It would like, literally, I would be out of my seat jumping around. So, you know, that's, a, you know, that's a possibility, which is going to make every single episode of Book of Boba Fett now incredible. Like you're just, because yeah. you're going to be waiting because you know, there's going to be some sort of, Easter somebody's going to be in there. Uh, I think we'll see Omega. Yeah, Omega. Mm-hmm. Then that, that's a, that's an interesting thing because even that scene where Boba Fett's sitting on Jabba's throne, right? He's in sort of armor, half armor, half robes, and right. so he's kind of in hiding too, like you know, stealth mode. Yeah. Uh, so, but oh, so Omega, who? How would they do that? How would they edge her into the Mandalorian story? Or into the book of Boba, how would they get her in there smoothly? What would be the the moment I, where I heard you're in charge of Tatooine now, and I'm right. 40 years old with a with a plane? Basically, yeah. I mean, she's and been, there. You, you go. Know, yeah, she's been tracking, tracking. That, I mean, that'll be the story. Tracking she's him. been tracking him. She's okay. finally, you know, hunted him down. And what I'm imagining she's not going to. Yeah, I'm imagining she's not going to come by herself. So maybe I'm might. here to tell you, you need to change the name of your spaceship. It's a slave one. It's just not. It's no good. It's not right. nice. It's, it's not me. Nice it makes all. people sad. So who's playing her? Kate Beckinsale. Don't do that. Don't do that on here, please. Don't. Is it this? This isn't the stream for that. This is the thing, and like in ten years, that this deep fake stuff is going to be almost like the same thing as the volume. So they're going to be able to just put whatever face they want. This is going to be so wild. 
But I, I feel like the the only the, if the main purpose of um, the Bad Batch the series is to be an origin story for Omega, I would be happy. Yeah. So I would love to see her in any of the properties that we have coming forward. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely think we will. I mean, you, you see the Mandalorian season three. I mean, there's there's so many ways to go. I mean, mm -hmm. and the fact that they did that, you know, that AI version of Luke. I mean, just think about it. They basically just opened the doors because it was it it wasn't the I would say it wasn't the worst look, but I mean it looked real to me. So the fact that they can put that on a screen with an actor, I mean Mark Hamill will live forever, and it looked this, pretty good. It, it did pretty good. It, it did. So that's something like you know, geez, it's a magic we, trick, right? Any magic trick. If you sit there and you look at it frame by frame, and you sit in all, if you see it fifty times, you'll figure it out eventually. And that, and that's yeah. kind of what CGI and effects are like. If the first, you have to th sort of think about it the first time you saw it, and we've talked about it on here so many times. The first time I saw that, I, I almost, I almost grabbed my pants. I was so excited. I jumped out of my chair like a little kid. So, so you know, I, I think that you're right. The possibilities are there for them to do a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, the Matrix pioneered using the same face on multiple different, you know, constructs. So we know it's possible. It has been for decades. So I mean, there's a lot of story possibilities that are open now because of this series and frankly i think the characterization is great the acting was great this year i thought there are some filler episodes but they did a good job setting the stakes they did a good job explaining you know what was Why the main conflict it? of the season and so for me it was a success and everybody knows the first season of everything is usually the worst season of everything right except the sopranos that's the big the big exception in my opinion uh so, hey, it's only going to go up from here, and we're only going to like the characters more the more we see them. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, excited for season two whenever that does launch. I don't think they leaked a date yet, have they? I know. Yes, yeah, so that's kind of up in the air. Um, that might be on the back half of 2022, but, I mean, as we've discussed multiple times, guys, that, that 2022, even the second part of this, you know, this slate for Disney content is ridiculous. Star Wars content, at least, I mean. You talk about their other IPs, whether it be Marvel, some of the movies they're doing. Um, I mean, Disney. I can. Uh, it, it's a it's a gold mine. They're just sitting on a gold mine. Whether even they Marvel, do, yeah, these stories. Like this isn't our Marvel show. This isn't our comic book show. But even what's like, if you think about what's happened, like Marvel started doing this ahead of of uh, Star Wars so by a year or so, and where we are with Marvel series, where it seems like every single week for the yeah. whole year. There's new stuff, and it's usually awesome and mind-bending and really, really good. If Star Wars is able to simply duplicate that, and they're ready to incorporate animation from the beginning, if they can simply replicate what they're doing with Marvel in quality and and like uh, amount and volume, then this will be a humongous win for Star Wars fans, and it would blow the mind of anybody that didn't know about Disney's acquisition. Like if you were looking at 2010, Scott, right, for yeah. instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... You know, just and it's it's a shameless tie-in. I know it's not the comic book show, but just seeing that as we discussed the Galactic Star Cruiser, I can see them now because already murmuring um, with the Wakanda Forever announcement, um, them creating Wakanda and it looks like Disneyland, California. What's to say that they, if this isn't successful, they create um, an ex a stay in Wakanda or something like that? I think based on the the whole Black Panther and the the movement, um, that there will be a experience in california that will be like the star cruiser on a marvel ip so um as is always star wars will be the 
they could do anything. They could do oh, they can, anything yeah. they want. They can. I think this is just their big, their best bang for the buck. This is oh, going to be the. It is. This is going to be the franchise. This is going to be the the storyline that's going to pay for everything else, you know. And that that's why I think that's why these ticket prices are so high. That's why the initial announcement is so high. Right. They got to get, they got to pay for it. They got to pay right. for the investment, and then they'll spread the technology across their entire story base. I mean, you'll have maybe you'll be able to stay like, you know, well, you already can, right? You can stay in the castles, and you can be immersed in the cinderella story you can be immersed right. in no white story so these are all things they already have and and it's very matter of fact now what did you say the ticket price to get in 190 bucks for a person uh yeah that's about 192 bucks to go that's in magic kingdom i think right. the, uh it'd be a little less like maybe like ten dollars less to get into the other one it's uh yeah it's it's up there but i mean yeah that it the pricing pays for all this. I think this Star Cruiser, and that's the one thing I will say with, with Disney, especially Disney Star Wars, Disney is very good at segmenting money and putting it back where it belongs, not in the shareholders' pockets directly necessarily. I mean, with the Star Wars stuff, that Star Wars stuff funds these amazing projects. I mean, the theme park realm has its theme park division, but that money is circulated around to all things Star Wars. I mean... The allocation of money they do with these projects is exceptional. This, as you guys are saying, all this is going to do is allow us to get more content, open doors for more things, you know, that we like to we like to discuss. I mean, it's endless, you know, and that's why I didn't have a problem. We discussed this about the whole, you know, Scarlett Johansson and her thing about, um, you know, her legal battle with them as far as what she was expected to be paid based on and then mm-hmm. and me going on and buying the movie i didn't mind buying the movie for 29.95 i won't mind buying whatever ip that disney does for 29.95 in the future um as you know i know as a consumer that this money is going to what i wanted to which is to produce to produce these amazing projects right um, like but so not, much of the economics is doing, doing something else with it, like spending it on, on sports or correct education. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is going toward entertainment and it's things correct. that we love. So, yeah. But so much of the of the 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 basics of the financials of this is changing, and, and you really can think of it as, you know, the difference between a ticket model uh, or a pay to play model and like a funded taxation model. Right. Like Disney is functioning like the literal government of star Wars. And they're saying to you, Hey, 15 bucks a month. And we're going to produce all this stuff, right? That's exactly what the government does. And what Disney is able to do is they're able to sell things based on you paying them later. And all of this all of this product, all of these new TV shows is designed to say, what is the likelihood? Do you think investor of these three dudes on this podcast ever canceling Disney plus that means I can sell you the $15, the $45 here from June of 2046. If I want to, because these guys ain't never canceling this. And that means that I can borrow money against all of that prospective revenue now. Right. While building the edifice, because Disney is the type of company that knows that what is valuable is the thing you built and you can just, put the money back into building the product. Like you guys mm-hmm. are saying, they're very, very good at that. But, but this is an adjustment period and it should be because what's happening is mm-hmm. now, instead of going to uh, an expensive and very swanky French restaurant 
when it comes to this movie content, we are all sort of going to Melman's Cafeteria in St. Clairsville, Ohio. And that is not necessarily swanky, but you pay your price and you takes what you takes. Right. But really yeah, good, guys. really great broccoli, uh, broccoli casserole out there in Melman's, by the way. Just to shout that. Definitely, definitely, you know, really like this stream. I mean, it was a good way to kind of close out and also give some guys some bonus content based on, you know, like I said, the Galactic Star Cruiser was a big announcement. And as things, you know, move forward, we will um, keep everybody in the loop as always with any breaking news when it comes to anything pertaining to Star Wars. Um, as far as moving forward, guys, what do we think we're doing next? I know, you know, Rebels is a haul. So we're in August. I mean, if we do Rebels, that's going to run us into almost a new year. <laughs> I think we should do Solo. I would like to do Solo next. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be a good, Why don't we do Solo? A good jump. I'd, I'd be okay with doing Solo. I know we want to do Rebels. How much of Rebels would we have to do? Are we talking like, like seven, eight episodes? We would have to do it. I mean, to get it done and to keep doing content because the way this stuff is rolling out. Because, yeah, Boba Fett would be out. To by, December. If we did it, the small chunks as we did, you know, the Clone Wars, we would be in the next year. So we'd have to speed it up and basically like. Why don't we do the solo movie then? If we have yeah, to we'll, hunk it up, because I know Sam's yeah. not here, so I don't yeah. want to start trying nah. to budget his time. But if we he's do the solo, guy, yeah, he's we're... the one. Yeah, he's the guy that budgets what we. How we he's consume. got stuff going. On. He's got projects. Yeah. It's all right. Hey, theme, he's a theme of thieves. He's a busy you know? man. He's the a comic book artist. This right. uh, DP Brown. So. Oh. So yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna move into solo, and we'll do that, and that'll be a good tie-in because, like I said, they've already been leaking out uh, potential you know cast members for solo two and, and ideas. So that'll be something that ties into this kind of um, prequel era as well. So it'll be fresh on everybody's mind for sure. Perfect. But, uh, but yeah, guys. So just to let you guys know once again, next week we'll be discussing solo, which I think was a great movie, and. We'll get everybody's opinion. But uh, until then, hopefully we I can get on this Galactic Star Cruiser here in a couple moments and go rescue uh, Sam from the First Order. But until <laughs> I get back with our guy, D.P. Brown, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way.